Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for November 3rd, 2019. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jacks Dean, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon this morning is entitled, An Inheritance of Hope. This is one of the bittersweet days in the life of the church. And let's be honest, church can be one of those places where it's difficult to come on the hard days. You'd think it would be the opposite, though. Isn't this supposed to be a place where we connect most with the comfort of God? That still, small voice that speaks to us in whispers of grace laced in hope? Isn't this supposed to be a place where love abounds and all is well? So it would seem the perfect place to come with our deepest sorrow. But that will mean you have to bring your vulnerability to the door. And that's the difficult part. You brace yourself and you tell yourself, you can do this today. You can show up. You can hear the names or call the names of your beloved without falling apart. But what if? What if you happen to fall apart or shed some tears? Well, I think you're in the perfect place to let us help you catch them. It's All Saints Sunday. And today we read the names of those from our church family that have died since last All Saints Day. And after worship, we will gather in the columbarium to read the names of all the members of this church that have died since its beginning on December the 10th, 1950. I will confess to you, this is one of my favorite Sundays of the year. Calling the names always floods me with memories and invariably brings a smile to my face, even if it is accompanied by a tear streaming down my cheek. And each year, the list is a reminder of years and years of service and dedication, years and years of financial giving, years and years of showing up with many of these folks this year being every time the church doors are open, they are here kinds of people. I think it's important then to just name our collective grief. Usually we think of grief as a pretty individual endeavor. Everyone grieves differently. Each person moves in and out of the stages of grief in his or her own time and in his or her own way. But we rarely acknowledge a collective grief. But that's what we have here today on All Saints Sunday. We acknowledge a collective grief. We are in this together. When we read the names shortly, you will remember. We've been trained to do collective grief quickly. There's the initial sadness, maybe even shock. Then we kick into gear with cards and calls and casseroles. We're good at that. 
We arrive for the service tissue in hand. We stay for the visitation and we share stories. We laugh. We cry because the right combination of tears and laughter are how we survive this life. And then our life moves on. And we return to normal. And we've been trained to think that grief is then, for the most part, over. And maybe that's why we have this day every year. To remember that grief never ends. Grief never ends. I speak this from experience. Grief never ends. Jan Richardson is a minister and a wonderful artist and writer. I admire her paintings and her words so often. At the beginning of Advent 2013, her husband died after complications from a brain aneurysm. One year later, she wrote these words. For those in grief, it is common to encounter well-meaning people who seek to stir our hope by schooling us in God's ineffable ways. They want to tell us our loss is part of a larger plan and a bigger mystery that we cannot know from here, but that we will understand one day. She goes on to say, I have tremendous tolerance for mystery and a great capacity to abide the unknown. In the wake of my husband's death, I am clear that when it comes to suffering, in the astounding variety of forms by which we experience it in this world, it is not enough to chalk it up to mystery or a larger plan. It's not that I'm not interested in the bigger mystery, she says, or in knowing that I might have a better grasp of it someday in another world. It's just that someday is not in itself sufficient to get me through this day. To move me from one moment to the next in this world where he is not. Knowing that Paul, too, always seems to be mesmerized by the mystery that is God, in taking a look at our text from the letter to the church in Ephesus, Jan Richardson notes that Paul is uninterested in simply abiding the mystery or locating our hope in a someday realm. In this week's passage from Ephesians, he prays quite specifically for his friends to be illuminated here and now, praying that God will give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation as they come to know God. He prays that the eyes of their hearts will be enlightened so that you may know, he writes, what is the hope to which you have been called. What are the riches of this glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable, immeasurable greatness of power for us who believe? As I read and reread this passage this week, three words kept jumping from the page to me. Hope, inheritance, and saints. 
I think these words kept coming to me because I was reading those words while collecting the names printed in your bulletin today. And I found myself weaving the tale together, realizing what an inheritance of hope these saints have left us collectively in this place. I'm aware that many of you do not know all of these people. And those that know them may only know a face and a name, but don't really know their full story. It's okay. Trust me when I tell you these people left us an inheritance of hope. Some of you knew them from the day you were born or from the moment that you fell in love. You can back me up here. I'm telling the truth. They've left us an inheritance of hope. The story is told of the preacher who asked the children, what is a saint? And one little boy raised his hand and answered, a saint is someone who lets the light shine through them. A saint is someone who lets the light shine through them is the perfect answer. Just even that tiniest bit of light that still shines each time we utter the names of our beloved, that is hope. Hope that they are not forgotten. Hope that they live on in us and through us. Hope that the lessons they taught are being passed on to the next generation and the next. Hope that they rest in the very presence of God wherever and however that works. Hope that we can still continue to live even in their death. Hope that God will never leave us but will comfort us with the best of memories. Hope that on the darkest of days when the burden of grief seems more than we can bear, we trust and hope that another better day is still ahead. All of this hope because a little light shines in on us today by the simple calling of their names. But these names read aloud today represent our collective grief as a church. We all have names, though. I pray that you will have the strength sometime in this day to call out loud the names of your people. For we're all the same. We're all living a life touched by death. And if you have not encountered deep grief yet, you will. Your time will come. It's what we have in common. It's what makes us human living with death. Some moments seem unbearable. Other moments we can take a deep breath and find the gratitude in it all. Some moments we are overwhelmed by the surprise gut punch that grief can bring with the smallest out of nowhere memory. We just didn't see it coming. And 
some moments you catch yourself laughing with ease at some foolish recollection. Except for some whose relationships were so broken and so toxic that if you're honest, grief feels more like relief. And yet even that kind of grief is a burden to bear when the name called out loud does not bring gratitude, but rather regret and heartache and pain. It's important to name that, that everyone in your life has not been healthy and whole, that all of your relationships have not been full and abundant. And I'm sorry for that. May God be with us all in all kinds of losses. At the one-year mark on grief's timetable, Jan Richardson includes her thoughts about grief this way. In the midst of my grief, what I know is that hope inexplicably has not left me. That it is stubborn like that. That it lives in me like a muscle that keeps reaching and stretching or a lung that keeps working even when I do not will it, persisting in the constant intake and release of breath on which my life depends. If you have inherited hope, thanks be to God. Spend your inheritance wisely lavishly even. Use your inheritance with joy and thanksgiving and live your life to the fullest with every intention of leaving your own inheritance of hope one day. But please, no time soon for any of you. My heart just can't take much more. That's what collective grief feels like. May it be so. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.